thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your life. Welcome to Wellness Women Radio for the women with big dreams who dare to be different and who want to thrive in health, work, and play. Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston bring you a weekly podcast to help you master true health and create an exceptional life. This episode of Wellness Women Radio is very proudly brought to you by Dinner Twist. Dr. Ashley and I want to let you in on a little secret of how we maintain our healthy whole foods lifestyle with very little time. And one of those ways is actually with Dinner Twist. So they plan, they shop, they deliver everything to our door to take all of the guesswork out of having really healthy meals for dinner each night. Um, I love Dinner Twist because they are a locally family-owned business here in Perth in Western Australia, and all of their produce is locally sourced and seasonal. So they are really invested in all of their suppliers as well, which is absolutely amazing. Everything is so fresh. Uh, Ashley and I both get the Wholesome Box, which is naturally gluten and dairy-free as well, and is very consistent with a paleo-type lifestyle as well. Uh, so it's, you know, completely consistent with, you know, the way that we want to eat and want to feed our loved ones too. This is also how I trick Dean into thinking that I can actually cook. So seriously, if I can do it, everybody can trust me. And their recipes are so delicious. They also have other options apart from the wholesome box. So they have a family box for bigger size families an express box. If you're really short on time, uh, as well as a vegan box too. Now, we would love to give you the opportunity for you to actually try Dinner Twist and realize how healthy, how delicious and how fresh it is, but also how much easier this is going to make life as well. So we have a special promo code for you, and that is going to give you $35 off your first box. And that is WWR for Wellness Women Radio. Um, So we would love you to uh, try for yourself. Don't take my word for it, but let me know what you think. Without further ado, ladies, onto the show. Good evening, good morning, good day, lovely listeners. Thank you so much for joining us on Wellness Win Radio. I'm Ashley. And I'm Andrea. And don't forget to follow us on social media. This is just part of how we warm up our voices, by the way. Um, so I am DrAndrea.xo on Instagram, The Period Whisperer on Facebook, and I'm on YouTube as well, but I can't remember what the handle is. I'll get back to you on that. Um, we we are the Wellness Women official on Insta and Wellness Women on Facebook. And Dr. Ashley is Dr. Ashley Bond on everything. Um, so welcome to welcome back to another episode of Wellness Women Radio. This is, um, I'm really excited about this episode because it's something that we literally get asked about every single day, but that has only happened more recently. Um, And I think it's because uh, maybe our attention is focusing a lot more on anti-aging. We're getting older. (laughs) Yeah. And it's not just our attention. I think it's just, you know, these concepts of anti-aging and aging gracefully and everything is is so um, in the forefront of our mind. And especially because, you know, when we're looking at celebrities and they all have the most pristine skin when they're in their 40s and 50s, and you think, okay, what are their secrets? What are they doing? And I'm sure a lot of that is, um, you know, lots of money in plastic surgery. <laughs> and fancy filters on their Instagram accounts. <laughs> yeah, that's probably a good point. And we're not going to talk about that tonight, but we mm. are certainly going to cover something that um, may also be just as beneficial, which is collagen. Absolutely. And I think uh, when we consider the hype on collagen, um, we we're sort of having a read through some of the info thinking, just how popular is this collagen? Um, and I think it was like $295 million in the US spent in 2020 on collagen supplementation. So that's a lot of money, a lot of collagen being purchased. Uh, 
Um, so, you know, beyond the hype of uh, the Kardashians promoting on their Instagram accounts, I think, you know, we want to get to the bottom of it. Is there any benefit to it or is it just all hype? So tonight we're going to cover, you know, what actually collagen does for us, um, the types of collagen that can help um, where they come from, sources of collagen, and also, you know, where you can find uh, the best sources. Do we put it on our skin or do we consume it? Like there's some really good answers we're going to share tonight about uh, the best way to get collagen and the benefits that come from that. So we'll just right from the beginning say collagen is beneficial. We're going to explain everything uh, further, but getting the right collagen and consuming it the right way is going to get you maximum bang for your buck. So don't waste your money and time uh, on things that don't work. Have a listen to this program tonight and uh, it'll hopefully give you a really good rundown on where to uh, use collagen to not only just anti-aging, but anti-inflammatory joint health. Um, There's just so many benefits being shown to help uh, the body and goes way beyond just the skin. So let's chat about those things. Yeah, we'll certainly debunk some of the myths around that too, Ash, like you alluded to. And also, we're going to really importantly talk about how to stimulate your own natural production of collagen as well. And so collagen is one of the most abundant proteins in our body. Um, and if you think of it, it, it forms all of this, like part of the structure. So it's the connective tissue, the skins, the bones, the tendons, the ligaments, and it makes up about 80% of the elasticity of our skin. So this is what helps us to make it, you know, beautiful and stretchy and elastic and plump, um, which is, you know, why everyone in the anti-aging space is all about collagen at the moment. And as we start to get older, we we lose about 1% per year from our 20s, which is why I thought, I think also Ash and I were quite interested in um, digging into the research about this tonight. Um, and humans, you know, we make collagen naturally, but, you know, because it decreases as we age, we don't um, tend to produce enough of it, which is part of the formation of things like wrinkles, the, slat, the sagging skin, um, and also the not only does our production of collagen decrease, but it's actually the formation of it that is necessary for maintaining, you know, the tight wrinkle-free skin as well. So it's not, we just, we need to make enough of it, but we also need to make sure it's forming in the correct way as well. And although it's been really popular since the 80s to include supplementation of collagen, uh, it really actually goes back centuries. You know, there's evidence that Chinese women have been using collagen, uh, essentially supplementation, for centuries because they considered it the fountain of youth. So obviously, you know, we all admire, you know, gorgeous uh, skin um, that's very often oriental, you know, Asian heritage can have some amazing, you know, obviously texture and tone. And uh, they were consuming things like pig's feet, shark fin, donkey skin uh, in hopes of keeping, you know, yes. very smooth and supple skin. So uh, if you've ever my, wondered uh, why My stepmother, Wendy, yeah, yeah, she gets donkey skin um, from China. And, uh, you know, we certainly do not support the the shark fin trade. I think that, that is absolutely so horrific. And so many of those practices that they, they do do there are awful. Um, yes. But I do remember Wendy sprinkling donkey skin onto, um, onto her food for to help with her youthful glow. <laughs> Amazing. Well, look, yeah. it hit the, hit the uh, LA scene in the 80s and it, uh, it was an expensive injectable filler, which they'd plump lips, uh, lips with and soften the lines. But it's been recent years when they started to find uh, more consumable ways of uh, you know enjoying collagen because obviously not everyone wants to be injected. So, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah, it's a relatively new, a new product in the sense that it's really in the last uh, sort of five years that uh, it's been a boom in collagen sales. So if you had any curiosity and you would want to start up a company, it sounds like collagen uh, collagen production is the way to be. 
Yeah, I reckon that'd be a really great investment right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And collagen is not just beneficial for the skin, though, as as we mentioned. So it, it does form so much that connective tissue as well, which is why that there's research that not only supports collagen um, being beneficial for skin, but also for preventing bone loss, supporting your cardiovascular system, um, also like um, as you mentioned, Ash, for the anti-inflammatory effects with help with bone um, and joint health as well. But there's also um, you know, lots of sources tout that it helps with your gut health, weight management, decreases anxiety, improves your mood, your nail and hair growth. Now, I'm not entirely sure um, the mechanisms for which they're alluding to how it helps with um, moods and anxiety and those um, sorts of pathways. However, it's definitely not a stretch to see how it can be beneficial for like hair and nail growth pathways and everything else. Uh, look, I think the mental health stuff, as we have talked about many, many times, comes down to gut healing, right? So if mm-hmm. collagen is known to be a potent gut healer and there's the gut-brain axis related to mood, emotion um, and things like that, then it's not too much of a stretch to realise if you heal the gut, you heal the brain. So I think that's probably where the uh, the overlay occurs and why they find those benefits as well. The one I loved too was when I was reading some info, I was like, oh, what? Reduces cellulite and stretch marks? Now that's one that's going to catch women. They really want to know about this. <laughs> oh, isn't that interesting? So I'm wondering if that the anti-inflammatory effect it has is also um, it sort of affects oxidative stress as well because, you know, yes, cellulite is certainly from um, changes in the skin tone and texture and what's underneath those layers, but it's definitely oxidative stress as well, which is creating a lot of that too. So, oh, that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, there is... There is some good research on the skin side of things. So there was a study um, published from the Journal of Medical Nutrition and Nutraceuticals that um, they gave women um, either a concoction of um, the hydrolyzed collagen and hyaluronic acid, which we've talked about in previous episodes, or a um, like a sham or a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It is a... Um, uh, placebo. Placebo. Simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, and it showed that the women who were in the control group didn't have any sort of changes, whereas the ones who were actually getting the collagen formation reduced the depth of their wrinkles significantly and their skin hydration and elasticity also improved significantly which is amazing. And then similar other articles have come out showing that um, women who took uh, a collagen supplement for eight weeks had higher elasticity and moisture levels. Okay, so there is there is research supporting the fact that, yes, collagen is good for your skin, but it has to be in the right um, uh, routes that it's taken because I know that there is a lot of skincare out there and lots of very clever advertising saying that their skincare products um, contains collagen. But is it actually possible, and Ash, I'm asking you this question, is it actually possible to absorb collagen through your skin? Great question. And I think the short answer is no. So uh, I was reading some information from some board certified dermatologists and the general consensus is that collagen molecules are too large to pass through the skin barrier. So they won't be absorbed into the dermis. So the other, I guess, components of topical creams, ointments, lotions, gels um, can improve hydration in the skin. However, collagen itself will not pass through the skin. So um, the suggestion there is that if you're purchasing 
makeups or products that uh, you put onto your skin, that it's collagen is the marketing hype that you uh, think is the thing that's going to help you most, then don't waste your money. It may be the other products within the product, but uh, it's not collagen itself that's going to be doing all the benefits uh, from the outside in. And this is where the idea of collagen from the inside out does have merit. So um, I guess, you know, one of the most important things is I'll just quickly, I guess, for the people who are curious, well, hang on, if it's not in the product that I've got, then what should I take? You know, like what products should what should mm. be in the product? Um, some of the things that are proven to stimulate collagen production um, as a topical um, lotion, ointment, cream, however you use it, retinol, vitamin yep. C, and glycolic acid. So these are definitely three um, components of a skincare product could increase and boost collagen production. So you actually stimulate your natural collagen production. Mm. So that's, you know, a great, I guess that's something great to look for if you do want to look for those products. Um, but they do still suggest that starting with uh, internally is your best bet to improving skin tone and texture. And I know that um, a lot of people are very conscious about not wanting to over-supplement with um, all sorts of different things and only take things when absolutely quite required. And I wholeheartedly agree with that. And that's why we always want to try and um, enhance our body's own production of certain things through diet and lifestyle and everything else. Um, and when it comes to collagen, you can't just put it on your skin to get the benefits from it. You do actually have to take it. Um, and we'll talk shortly about ways that you can actually enhance your own sort of body's natural production of it. But first, let's actually look at if you are going to take a supplement, you know, what do you need to know? Um, and what you're actually taking will depend on your goals as well, because there's collagen um, is not all created equal and there's at least 28 different types of collagen. So it's not just one type that will do everything. The most common forms that you'll find um, in terms of supplementation is type 1, 2, 3, 5 and 10. And so what type 1 collagen, and again, this is produced by our body, is the most abundant um, and that's what helps the, um, you know, support the healthy glow of the skin and the elasticity and all those sorts of things. It's also the strongest type of collagen. So that's your building blocks for your skin. This can be found in bovines, so cow sources. Um, it can be found in, in fish as well. So it contains this triple helix of amino acids. So, And these are the things like proline, glycine, and hydroproline. Um, and all of those combined creates, you know, essentially the amazing effects of collagen. So the type 2 collagen, this is what we normally use for things like joint health. So this is present in cartilage. Um, and so when you're having something like a chicken bone broth, you're getting type 2 collagen. Um, the type 3 uh, is definitely skin promoting as well. It helps to improve elasticity. It's not as potent as type 1. Type 5 is grown by the placenta, um, or sorry, is, is the, the type that helps promote the growth of the placenta in pregnant women. Um, so that would be something that would be rare to find in, in your, um, your collagen supplementation. And again, type 10, again, is also all to do with cartilage and bone health and um, all of those sorts of things. And type 10 is actually found in eggshell membranes. Amazing. And I think one of the things that um, I was hearing you through that description there, Andrew, is that none of those sources are plant-based. They're all animal product-based. Yeah. Is that correct? 
Yeah, and there are um, there's certainly lots of collagen um, increasing diets and all sorts of different things that will help to improve your body's own production of it, and they can certainly come from plant sources. Um, but there's none that I've found. Um, in terms of supplementation that directly is, say, the type 1 or type 10 collagen. Um, so they are, yep, at this stage, they're from, even if it says a marine collagen, that is actually from fish, so it's still, um, you know, not a, not a vegetarian or vegan source um, that I'm aware of. Um, so, you know, if you are supplementing a vegan source of this, I would really be interested to see where it's coming from. And I'm wondering if it's maybe just all of the components that help to support collagen, but it isn't actually collagen itself. So ladies, depending on what your goal is, will depend on what you're going to look for in that supplementation. Um, and the reason that it, the reason it has to be used in supplementation, like you said, Ash, that um, the, the collagen molecules are actually really large. So when it's in supplemental form, it's hydrolyzed, which makes it a lot easier for the body to, to actually absorb in the first place. Yeah, so hydrolyzing is breaking those chain lengths and that allows the body to absorb it, um, which obviously increases what they call bioavailability, meaning that we can adapt to similar absorb those collagen peptides much easier. So some of the things you want to look for, obviously uh, best sources, natural, we always say nature first, food is medicine. So bone brothing, uh, that's a you know really obvious and simple way of achieving good collagen intake. You might also want to try collagen powders or capsules. Um, so you're looking for things that uh, describe such as collagen peptides, um, hydrolyzed collagen, as you said, Andrea, and another term is collagen hydrolysate. So these are just ways to you know, find out if that collagen is the one you're looking for. Um, I think, you know, one of the things that is probably there to understand, like collagen, you know, is going to come from animals. So as we always talk about grass-fed you know, grass raised is really important because, you know, like any animal product, if, you know, we've got sick animals from a sick environment, from a sick feedlot, then the source of collagen is also, you know, an inflammatory, potentially carrying heavy metals, you know, potentially carry pesticides, herbicides, anything else that may be carried with that animal. So just remember that the source of the collagen is also really important. So we do encourage you to try and find grass-fed, grass-raised sources of collagen. Um yeah, that's, yeah, I mean, that's, that's I, our... I think that's super important. <laughs> yeah. Um, Ash, a term that people often use interchangeably with collagen is gelatin. Correct, um, yes. And often, say you make a bone broth, you may be getting um, some benefits from both gelatin and collagen when you're breaking down, um, you know, or, or making that bone broth. But can you just run through, like, what is actually the difference between the two? Well, gelatin is actually derived from collagen. So as you know, like heat up and um, say bone broth over time, you're breaking the collagen down further. And so that decomposition of collagen um, becomes gelatin and that's irreversible. So of course, it's a slightly different uh, compound, but it does have, you know, smaller amino acid compounds that our body readily absorbs. So um, whilst it's very similar to its parent molecule being collagen gelatin is a little bit different uh, but it can boost our collagen levels so that's mm. uh, why they are different um, the benefits of gelatin they do say it's 98 to 99 percent protein so you know obviously a great source of protein um, macronutrient essential for great health so it's a, a good you know, addition to your diet. Um, they also talk about being rich in vital amino acids, uh, which you know, again readily absorb because it's been 
further broken down from collagen, the parent molecule. So, you know what, I think, you know, collagen and then, of course, utilising gelatin, uh, both are beneficial. I think either mm. either would be some degree. Um, look, there's all suggesting that gelatin gives some great benefits as well, you know, gut healing, lower risks of cardiovascular disease, protecting bones and joints, preserving muscle mass, um, and, of course, skin and hair and nails. So I think there's some crossover in uh, the terminology, but just knowing that they are a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, perfect. And I love that um, actually we were just mentioning some of the other sort of health benefits and, and we also talked about this at the start of the episode that it's not just skin deep. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's also research that shows that um, collagen supplementation can help promote um, and restore the bone density in people with osteoporosis and osteoarthritis as well, um, which is also obviously going to help reduce joint pain. Um, it can actually help to prevent bone loss. So even so, there was a study that I read, and even though it was a small one, it showed that women who were taking collagen for a year um, had much better like bone mineral density. So it had like the collagen was promoting stronger bones, which I think is amazing. Um, and also that um, women who took 16 grams of collagen for six months had a significant reduction in the stiffness of their arteries, which, you know, that's that um, atherosclerosis, which is amazing, and also a reduction in their LDL cholesterol as well. So that is the mechanism in which it's promoting better cardiovascular health. Yeah, anti-inflammatory effect, isn't it? So, yep. so I think, you know, why has it become so popular right now? We sort of haven't covered that. It's not just a fad. I think what's happened in the last five to ten years as well is an increased focus on ancestral diets, you know, an increased mm. focus on the paleo diet, going back to ancestral ways of eating. And historically, you know, an ancestral diet means we're eating all of the animal. You know, we're consuming yeah. tendons, cartilage, you know, bone joints, bone broth. We're slow cooking things. We're preserving things. And we're getting a lot more of whole animal products so we would have had no shortage of um, ingestion of collagen Uh, but obviously as time goes on we throw those parts away we often don't like to eat um, offal or any other animal scraps so you know we come to lean cuts of beef but that's quite low in collagen because that's muscle fibers alone so um, that's why you know there's often the discussion of ancestral diets being so beneficial you know anti-inflammatory effects and things like that Um, because it does improve things you know increasing amino acid consumption increasing collagen consumption like there's just so many other benefits to it and of course promoting um, a move away from things that are overly processed you know uh, foods and and products that are inflammatory by nature so that's why you're probably hearing a little bit more of collagen as well as the rise and rise of you know paleo ancestral diets as well so they kind of went hand in hand with the uh, interest and the research that went with them yeah awesome and isn't it funny that just with time, we have um, sort of got to the point where we're really only consuming the muscle meat of, um, you know, animals. And I know that this episode is not for the faint of vegan heart. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, whereas um, that is not even the most nutrient-dense part to be consuming. So I think that when we look back at the ancestral diets, that's why that there was so much nutrient density there was because of the um, oh, just the tendency to go, you know, nose to tail essentially and that term has become really popular again and it is um, very reflective of that ancestral diet too. 
I love that we're but, going backwards to go forwards. You know, there's, there's quite, yeah. quite an irony yeah. in that we're moving so fast in the world. We're moving so far forward. We're so smart. We're creating so many things. But then, you know, what we're really doing with our nutritional um, understanding is we're actually going backwards to, to move ourselves forwards, which is kind of cool because that's where collagen, you know, comes into it as well. Um, how do we preserve uh, ourselves, you know, it's almost like preservative. Can we preserve ourselves? Can we prevent the <laughs> aging process? So it's like a know, natural, natural preservative. We want that elixir of youth always, right? And yeah. I think that the idea that um, this is an inside-out job as well, mm-hmm. I think is just so important. And we talk about that on every single like skin episode that we cover. Um, and I think that this collagen is a really good example of that. And ladies, there are actually things that you can do if you don't want to supplement with it, but you want to get the benefits of, you know, improved um, sort of collagen formation and production from your own body. The ways that have been shown to be beneficial are, and, you know, this is not going to be surprising to you either, but with exercise. So this supports the production of growth hormone and absolutely supports the body's natural production of collagen. So being a couch potato is not going to help you to grow better collagen, unfortunately. Um, There are dietary choices that you can make that, again, is going to help to boost this. So diets that are rich in antioxidants, vitamin C, um, have got some other essential minerals like copper, zinc, and manganese is also going to help. Um, Vitamin C is almost like... Um, the regulator of collagen production. So whenever um, my patients have a big injury or, um, you know, going for surgery for certain things, I always put them on vitamin C afterwards because it helps with that healing and that collagen formation. Um, Obviously, we've talked about um, having bone broth as well. Um, If you don't want to supplement with um, collagen, then that is another really good step. There's naturally higher levels of hyaluronic acid in things like beans and root vegetables. So again, another way of improving skin health from that sort of perspective. And aloe vera and ginseng have also been shown to be really great promoters of um, just better. Um, I'm not sure if there's a direct correlation there with um, sort of collagen formation, but definitely helps to improve that skin um, appearance. And then if there's certain um, sort of other therapies that you want to look at, um, the research shows that red light therapy and microneedling, so kind of help with that overall um, appearance of, you know, healthy looking skin and as well as that collagen production too. And a couple of other nutrients and minerals, um, you know, on top of those things you've already mentioned, which yes. is a really comprehensive list already, but, um, you know, omega-3 fatty acids, um, mm. again, elasticity is smoothest. Of of How could I forget terms. that one? Yeah, really basic one, but um, that's where, you know, your fatty fish um, comes in there, so omega-3 fatty acids. Um, vitamin B5, you mentioned vitamin C already, but also vitamins E and vitamins K2, um, and a couple of minerals there, selenium, silica, and sulfur are known to have, you know, important nutrient and mineral uh, components to improving skin quality. So they're just a couple of things. That's why you will see um, the pantothenic acid, the vitamin B5 in a lot of healthcare products, um, skincare products, I should say, because, you know, they're also shown to, you know, defend defend against oxidative stress like sun damage and things like that. So, um, yeah, that's why those ones get thrown in the list of, you know, important things. So, you know, we'll find – 
lots of like beauty boost uh, supplements now. You'll start to notice there's a lot of a lot of products on the market, and they're actually powdered forms. So a lot of those products, when you turn them over, you'll notice there will be things like vitamin E, vitamin K, all of these things introduced into that um, the oral supplementation, the powder you turn into a smoothie or drink. Um, some of the things I just want to warn about um, in regards to what to avoid, because I find that a lot of people are starting to turn towards you know powdered tubs of collagen support, collagen peptides, and things like that. Um, I'm definitely a fan of choosing, you know, uh, supplementation with as few ingredients as possible or simplified ingredients because there's a lot of additional things that can go in there. Um, there's lots of hidden sugars, lots of hidden uh, additions that may not be helpful to you, um, even potentially preservatives and things like that. So try and, you know, make sure you understand all the products. Um, I generally recommend people skip flavored versions of things. You know, whenever you have chocolate flavored or vanilla flavored, um, there's often, you know, unnatural sources of flavor in there. So it's just important to understand that some of those, um, you know, added synthetic or artificial sugars can be quite upsetting for the gastrointestinal tract. So I would suggest skip those and um, where possible as well, look for certification, look for verification that the, you know, it's grass fed, pasture raised um, because pretty much companies can put anything they like on their product packaging. Um, there's very little uh, accountability and regulation in the health supplement you know, industry. So just take care that you're not being duped by a product, trying to see if there's a third-party certification, uh, and that would allow you to just be more certain about the origin and, of course, the safety of the product you're consuming. Oh, that's perfect. I think that's pretty comprehensive, Ash. That's hmm. awesome. Are you going to start making collagen smoothies? Oh, you know what? I've been really tempted. Some of this information is really, um, you know, confirming that there's good reason to increase collagen source. I think, you know, maybe probably before I go and buy packets of collagen, I'm going to just go back to my basics. I haven't been bone brothing for quite some time, so um, I'm going to go back to basics. It's, you know, coming towards winter, it's so much easier to do, you know, the slow cooking, long cooking and have that smell through the house in wintertime than it is in summer. I find in summer it's just like not my thing. I just don't like, you know, hot, um, yeah. you know, drinks. Uh, so, yeah, it's a good reminder heading towards the cool months. It's not going to be too hard to be able to uh, – go back into some bone brothing. Um, but, you yeah, look, I do, interestingly enough, uh, Ollie was some time back having some gut issues and some immune stuff was happening and actually bought um, a pasture and grass-raised collagen supplement and uh, he was having that for a little while. So it seemed to clear out all the gut issues, which was really interesting because um, he'd had a little bit of dry skin and just some signs that his gut wasn't balanced. He was always on a good quality probiotic, you know, diet, low in sugars, all that sort of stuff. So I felt like, you know, on a dietary front, we're doing all the right things. Um, but I just felt like there was something missing. And uh, my research at that time about gut, gut health, gut healing indicated collagen as a really good source of, um, you know, heal, seal the gut. So Yes, it worked, yeah. I think, on a gut level, which was really interesting. So I hadn't thought about it as the anti-aging at that point. But uh, upon reading things again, I'm like, oh, I really should be taking that. I haven't used that packet since uh, I bought it for him and it's still half a packet full. So I think I'm going to put that in my smoothie. <laughs> oh, there you go. It's so versatile. Um, mm. Ash, maybe we should have taken like before and after photos, like before our collagen smoothies and like six weeks after. <laughs> oh, can I get one of those like aging filters so I look like all, all you know, wrinkly and uh, decrepit and then when oh, all of a sudden hilarious. the magic of collagen, I'm going to look like youthful and glowing. <laughs> um, there's this new filter that I saw on Instagram that is like a, um, it's like a filler filter. Oh. And so you get like, uh, it gives you like the, the lips with the big fillers and the like Stop. oh my gosh it's hilarious Stop it. um, uh, you so should have done that as like you know a gag for me on on uh, on social media and i'd be like oh, andrew what have you done yeah, look at you like 
I probably would have fallen for it, except that I know you and I'd be like, there's no way on earth you would do that. So what the hell is going on? I would have gone, did she get, she's having allergic reaction. Quick help. What's going on? Oh yeah, exactly. Um, that did actually happen once. And my whole face blew up like Will Smith on, um, Hitch. Yeah. Um, and Dean had to rush me, rush me to the hospital and I walked in and I couldn't even like bend my elbows because I was so swollen. And as soon as I walked in, the um, nurse, the emergency nurse just looked at me when she went, oh, allergic reaction to something? And I'm like, you think? And I couldn't even like talk properly. Um, Dean was so lovely. He didn't actually take photos, thank goodness. Oh, um, well, that's, that's not fair. We should I have will... had some evidence of this experience. But anyway, no, that's true. <laughs> Priority. That's so cruel. <laughs> all right, ladies, we totally digress. That is definitely all of our information on collagen for you tonight, though. And um, we hope that that has helped sort of weed through some of the marketing around it, particularly when it comes to, you know, skincare. Um, topical things as well. There are some amazing benefits to collagen um, and we would love to know as well, ladies. As I said before, if you are getting it from a plant-based source, please let us know. Again, you have been listening to Wellness Women Radio. We are the Wellness Women, Dr. Ashley Bond and Dr. Andrea Huddleston. We are raising the bar for women's health and until next week, be well. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.